You want to understand what it is they want from their social media and what it is that they're not getting at the moment so that you can understand how you can fill that gap. And that's how you end up with really happy long-term clients is if you have these discussions and you really take the time to understand what they're struggling with because then you can address those issues and they're going to love you for it. But if you skip over this part, you're never going to have that true understanding of what your client wants. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Social media strategy, the S word strategy. This was something that I used to be really intimidated by. And to be honest, I didn't really understand in my first year as a social media manager. I had a lot of imposter syndrome around my confidence and my belief in my skills. And this idea of a social media strategy just made me go like, WTF? What do you mean? Like, what what do I do? I just got so overwhelmed by this concept of strategy. And the funny thing is what I came to realize a little bit later on was strategy and social media strategy is just a fancy word for a plan. That's all it is, is a plan. It's an action plan. It's a, hey, how are we going to do this? How are we going to approach this kind of thing plan? And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And that's why I wanted to make today's episode because I feel like there's a lot of people out there using the word strategy to sound smarter, to be honest. Like that's why I think they use it. And they want to be more authoritative and they want to be using big words to confuse other people and make them feel validated. This is such a common thing that I see in the marketing world is the use of jargon and big words just to make themselves look more enticeable or look more expensive. Like, oh, I need to hire this marketing guru because look at all this lingo they're throwing out that I don't understand. They must be really good at their job. (laughs) And what I want to do today is help you guys understand what a social media strategy actually looks like, how to develop one for a client or for a customer step by step. If you are a regular listener of the podcast or you follow me on Instagram, or maybe you've even done one of my courses, you know that I'm all about having fun. I'm not about this serious marketing jargon. I'm not about being that serious professional. I like to have lots of fun in my work. And that's what this episode is going to be all about as well. We're going to have a bit of a laugh. We're going to have a bit of fun. I mean, I've already, I've been recording for what, two minutes and I've already insulted some marketing people probably, (laughs) but this is how it's going to go down. And 
I'm also just for a bit of context, I'm going to be talking about this in terms of an organic Instagram strategy, because that is my specialty. That's what I offer to my clients. I am very much exist on the Instagram platform. I really only do a little bit of Facebook for other clients and I do YouTube and podcasts, obviously for myself, but I call myself the Instagram fairy godmother for a reason. That is my specialty. And we're really talking about organic content here. So obviously, if we were also doing a paid ad campaign, there would be some extra steps in here. And we'd be talking about things like budgets and lookalike audiences and all of those complicated things that come with Facebook ads. But to keep it simple and to get you started with understanding a social media strategy and plan, we're going to talk about organic Instagram strategy. I've said strategy already so many times in this introduction. So we should take a shot each time I should say strategy or we should not because then we get really drunk and then we'd miss all of the good information that's to come. So I basically have written out one, two, three, four, five steps. Oh, that's nice. That makes for a really nice title and Instagram post. Your five steps to developing a social media strategy. Now, as I said earlier, I used to get really overwhelmed by this idea of strategy because I really didn't understand it. And even when it came to writing out my notes for this episode, I got a little bit overwhelmed. And I think it's because I just have this old fear and this old limiting belief that when it comes to making a strategy, like an official plan and document for a client, a little bit of me is like, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm not good at that. I'm good at producing things creatively and I'm not good at doing a strategy. But that was something that I really changed after the first year of my business because I know how important strategy is to social media and the truth is is that I was already doing it and you guys might find you're in this similar situation as well when I go through these steps you might have already been doing this like when you're thinking about creating content you are doing the research you are looking into the audience and you are setting goals but you're not officially writing it out in a document so that is the other funny thing I found about this whole idea of a social media strategy was that most social media managers are thinking strategically about their posts they're researching the most people popular posts and they're trying to repurpose content that did well and they are following the analytics but they just don't have a formal written out plan and sometimes that's what our clients want from us so it's important that we showcase like hey we are actually thinking really deeply about this we're not just chucking up an Instagram post for the sake of it and for the sake of fulfilling our contract we are doing the research and we are tracking those audience insights and we are tracking those metrics and all of that kind of stuff so this is going to be a formal sort of five-step plan that hopefully you can put together into a Google Doc to give to your client and they just think you are the absolute bee's knees. So we're going to get started with point number one. Step number one in developing a social media strategy is just having a conversation with your client. You need to sit down, whether it's virtually, whether it's over email and you're just firing them some questions and just have a conversation. You really need to understand where their business is and where they want to be. That's my favorite go-to question in a discovery call. I'm like, tell me about your business and where you're at right now and what your goals are. Like, where do you want to be? What's the point of frustration? You know, you want to understand what they're struggling with 
and what their ideal picture of their social media would look like if they could just magically wave a wand. <laughs> so you want to you want to understand what it is they want from their social media and what it is that they're not getting at the moment so that you can understand how you can fill that gap. And that's how you end up with really happy long-term clients is if you have these discussions and you really take the time to understand what they're struggling with because then you can address those issues and they're going to love you for it. But if you skip over this part, you're never going to have that true understanding of what your client wants. For example, they could want to sell more online. Maybe they have a brick and mortar store, but they actually want to push online sales. Or maybe it's the other way around. They want to get more foot traffic. You're going to have different content depending on what, what your goal is here. Or perhaps they're not too interested in sales at the moment. Maybe they're just trying to build that foundational community. Maybe it's a, a newer page and they just want to build that engagement up. Or perhaps they're wanting to launch a new service or a new product and they want to launch it with a bang. Like they're ready to hire a social media manager so they can make this the most epic, you know, easy, content-filled launch that connects with their audience. Or maybe they're here for growth. Maybe they're like, hey, I want to grow my Instagram following by 5,000 followers. Maybe that's their goal. Whatever their goal is right now, it's just important for you to get on the right page, get on the same page at this point, understand where they're at, what they're wanting, and have those discussions. This is also a really great point and why I put it first. It's because when you have these conversations with your clients, it might also be the time to figure out if they're actually the right fit for you or if you're going to veto them, <laughs> if there may be someone that you want to turn down. Now, in the early stages of running my business, I basically said yes to anybody that walked through the door. But now that I'm a little further on in my business, I have the kind of privilege of being able to be a little bit more picky. And this is definitely where I have that free discovery call without signing a contract. And I talk about these things to begin with to see if I actually like this person. For example, I'm not someone who loves rapid growth on Instagram. Like you don't want to hire me if you want to get 10,000 new followers in two months because you're probably going to have to find a social media manager who will buy you followers or get involved with bots and all of that kind of stuff. I'm all about the slow, organic authentic growth. That's my thing with Instagram. That's what I love to do. So if I have a discovery call with someone who's like only interested in those vanity metrics, like they're just like more followers, more followers, more followers, and they keep bringing it up, that's a red flag for me. And I'm probably going to end up saying no to them as a client. So it's little things like this you can pick up in those early discussions. I had a discovery call with someone who then followed up with four messages and for me, again, red flag. I was like, hey, I don't know that I'm into having a client who needs this much handholding and is this like helicopter involved? This is not a good sign. I'm just going to move on. So it's, it's great to understand, get that foundation for your strategy in terms of goals, but it's also a nice place to see if this is actually an ideal client for you. So that was step number one in developing our social media strategy. Step number two is all about research. Researching the client and researching their audience, researching their brand, doing all the Googling. I kind of call this step the Google Doc dump phase, <laughs> aka the Google Doc dump. Now, what I mean by a Google Doc dump is this is a file that I don't share with my clients. It is a very messy file of just things that have been copied and pasted links, 
old posts that I've copied across, links to articles that they might have done. I've basically been like a creepy stalker girlfriend and just Googled them and looked everywhere on the internet for information about them. I've analyzed their website. I've read every single page on their website and checked out their Instagram analytics, looked at their demographics, looked at their followers, looked at their most popular posts from the last year, copied across some of those captions or looked at whether it's videos or carousels or what it is. And I'm compiling all of this into a Google Doc. And it doesn't have to be pretty. This isn't something that I'm going to present to the client. But it becomes almost like this golden oracle of information, (laughs) this file that I constantly reflect back on. I'm thinking the last time I did one of these was for a client, a new client last year. And we've been working together for six months now, I want to say, maybe six, maybe five. And I still use this Google Doc every week when I'm creating content for them. And it's where I really start looking into the audience and also the tone of voice, looking at the brand and how they write, maybe noticing their favorite emojis that they use. I I get real creepy. (laughs) And it's all about just how can I immerse myself into this brand completely authentically and really just make it a seamless transition. Like my ultimate goal is to start working with brands and for the audience just not to notice a thing. They'll notice, you know, more content, more posts coming out, maybe increased quality, but it doesn't have this really harsh transition in terms of like tone of voice. It sounds like a different person or the the formality changes or anything like that. So this is why that research phase is really important. Just really understanding the client, the audience and getting ideas for content as well. From this information, we can come up with a real key list of points that we need to think about within our strategy. So we can think about trending content or most popular content, but we can also look at the demographics of the audience, you know, female, male, age, where are they living, you know, countries, cities, and really dive into who the person is that's sort of reading and and absorbing this content, who's following them on Instagram. And you can get even more descriptive about who this audience is and who this person is, talking about their likes, their dislikes, whether they have a family, whether they don't, what what their socioeconomic background is, and all of those sort of details, and get that really clear picture. Again, you can also, you you, you can have this as a conversation with your client as well, get them involved. Any good business owner should be able to come back to you with a script or a description of their ideal client. I had one client who was amazing. She sent me a whole Google Doc where she had written almost like this diary-like entry of her ideal customer. And she'd given her a name and named her children. And it was this whole kind of imaginary picture. But it was fantastic for me because I then understood exactly who I was serving. And that's, again, why this research phase is so important when developing our strategy, because it's just deepening that understanding of who our client is and who their audience is. And the last thing that I also have put down that I do in this research phase is just sort of checking out the competitors as well. So it's just an overall look at all of the the industry as a whole, what's going on, what's trending, what's working well, what are other people doing that's, you know, going viral or getting them really great engagement. And how could we bring that across to this brand, to my client? And how could we make it an authentic part of their business, but you know, not copy someone, <laughs> but take inspiration and see what's trending and what's working in the industry. 
So that's the second phase. The second phase is quite a juicy, meaty one. I could probably have sp- split that up into like four different points. <laughs> but for me, again, it's that messy Google Doc dump, right? And that Google Doc is just going to be something that's really ugly, <laughs> something that's not shared with my client, but it becomes my guide and my base to work from. Step number three, now that we have fully immersed ourselves into the client's content, into what they've been doing previously, now we can get a little bit critical. So we've looked at their old posts, we've looked at their website, we've checked out whatever service or offer or product that they are selling. And now we want to do a little bit of an audit. Step three is basically to look at what needs improving, whether that's they're not posting consistently enough, or maybe they're not using microblogs, or maybe their Instagram bio needs a refresh. They don't have a strong enough bio that really sells them and who they are and what they offer. This is the moment where you can really shine as a social media manager, where you can really bring to the table fresh ideas and tell them how we could get to our goals as well. Like we're really reflecting, being like, okay, if your goal is growth, perhaps, what's the fastest way to grow on Instagram at the moment? Hot quiz or pop quiz. Is that the term? pop quiz audience does anyone know the answer is reels obviously reels is getting a crazy amount of reach so if I had someone come to me for example being like hey I really want to grow on Instagram and I look at their profile and they're not posting reels well that's definitely going to go under my need improving category what do we need to change you need to start posting more reels if you're Uh, goal is to start, you know, connecting more with your audience, but you're not posting stories. I'm like, well, that's a huge gap. That's something we need to improve. So anything like this that you notice, and I will say, no matter what client walks through your door, you'll be able to give them some points to improve. Even if it's only small little things, it still matters. And you could say that. You could be like, hey, you have a fantastic Instagram page. You've done some great foundational work. It's just time to step things up a notch. Like, hey, have you considered posting more reels? Have you considered posting two reels a week and three feed posts? Or have you considered doing more longer captions? You know, really think about, hey, they've already got great captions, but let's just make them better. No matter who your client is, there's always, always room for improvement. Even looking at my own Instagram account, like I'm the (laughs) self-dubbed Instagram fairy godmother. And I know someone could come through and audit my account and give me a whole bunch of tips to improve, even though I probably know what I need to do. You know, everybody has room for improvement. That's my firm belief. So step number three, don't skip this. Don't get imposter syndrome and be like, oh, but this client's already so good. They have nothing to improve. Always, always make sure you address step three and it should flow really naturally from step two, which was our research phase, because you have spent hours, you know, diving deep into the client's content and really looking at everything in their business. You should naturally have some thoughts as you're working through that research. So when you get to step three about what needs improving, you should just be able to be like bang, 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 bang and just fire it out. Step four is all about how we're going to roll out these improvements. How is this game going to be played? And this is where you really tick off some key things that are needed in a social media strategy, like your posting schedule. How frequently are you going to be posting? What time of day are you going to be posting? Is it going to be the same time every day? Are you going to mix things up? Do you have an international audience? Do you have to be aware of different time zones? I know that's definitely my thing. I have uh, an international following. I have people in the States following me. So if I post at 6 p.m. New Zealand time, they're all asleep. So you have to think about those kind of things. And that's when you're also diving into your uh, Instagram insights for your clients and having a look at those. So we're talking posting schedule, posting time. 
time, how many posts are we doing a month or how many are we doing a week? You know, what, what works for them in their business and also is aligned with our goals and what types of posts are these? So are we doing four sets of stories a week or are we doing two sets? Are we doing one reel a week or are we doing all reels a week? Are we doing feed posts or are we doing live streams? Are live streams important for their business? Are they important towards their goals? And just really thinking about all of the different sort of ways we can present information on Instagram, the ways we can connect with our audience and what fits within these previous three steps that we've talked about, what fits with their their goals, what sort of uh, have we learned from the research phase in terms of what their audience is responding to. Like maybe you, you're looking at an account and you, you realize, hey, they did this live stream, like one live stream a month ago and it has like a thousand views. Their audience has loved it. They should be doing more lives and more IGTVs. So, you know, that's a really good suggestion. So this step number four in our social media strategy and developing the strategy is kind of the boring one. (laughs) This is the one that doesn't make me like writing out a social media strategy. Because for me, when I go through steps one, two, and three, I already know what I'm going to do. I already know what's going to be a good time to post because I've researched the audience already and who their ideal audience is and where they live and their demographics and all of that jazz. And I already have a plan for what we're going to be posting because of their goals. But we have to write it all out, right? <laughs> and this is, again, me sort of umming and ahhing about the like whole like marketing jargon and, and marketing systems and the way things are done. Because I just want to dive into the content. I know what I'm doing. I have it planned out in my head. But a lot of clients, they want to know what's going on inside my head. They want to know what I'm thinking. And having this written out... Uh, can be really, really helpful for them. And it is nice for us. It is nice to have it written out. And then for someone like me who forgets sometimes, it's nice to have it on paper and then I can come back and reflect on these steps and on these, these goals. So after we have decided how we're going to roll out this, this strategy, what it's going to look like, Then the final step really is putting together the content. So we're creating the content calendar. This is when we actually start creating the reels. We start creating those Instagram graphics. We start creating stories. And this is when it really all comes to life. And this is the final step, putting everything together. And for me, this is still an important part to have your client involved in, to get feedback on on the work before it's published or before it goes live. And it really just ties everything up neatly with a bow. Again, you should know what you're posting by now. We've written it all out. You have your oracle of notes in your Google Doc that you can reflect on. And when you're writing a caption, you can go back to that Google Doc and maybe you saved an old interview that they did or you transcribed some quotes from a live stream that they did and you're going to turn that into a caption. All of those little things come into place. And that is your social media strategy. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be those five steps. It's all about deciding and discussing with your client what they want, what their goals are, researching the client and the audience and competitors, really getting deep into who this person is, who the brand is and who the audience member is. Then we're looking at what needs improving. What are they doing at the moment that's not necessarily aligned with their goals? Then it's about, okay, how do we roll these improvements out? What does it look like? If our goal is to connect more with our audience, 
why are we posting reels every day? Like that's a growth strategy. And again, you can mix those strategies. I definitely post lots of reels. And then I'm also on stories to further that engagement with my audience that's already there. But I, I do find it funny when I, I see people who are like, yeah, I'm really trying to grow on Instagram and they're really busy posting on stories every single day. And I'm like, well, stories don't get pushed out to anyone. They're not helping with growth, but they are helping with that relationship building. But some people don't don't realize these things. They don't think deeper. And that's why we as social media managers get to come to the table. We get to think a little bit deeper. We get to get be strategic like this. We spend hours researching. We formulate this plan rather than just posting willy-nilly and this is why I think it's really important for you guys as social media managers to make this shift to understanding what a social media strategy can look like like I said in the early days for me I kind of ignored it I put it in the too hard basket I was like I don't know what these marketing terms are I definitely had a lot of imposter syndrome coming from my background in journalism initially because I had spent a year trying to get jobs in marketing and literally was applying for graduate marketing assistant jobs with three years of journalism experience and I couldn't even get an interview. And because of that, I really felt a little bit out of place. Like I wasn't good enough to give people marketing advice and be strategic. I was like, hey, I can just create some cool content. Like, haha, I'll just create some cool photos and write some captions. And I realized in doing that, that I was actually being quite strategic about what I was doing and that I had a place at the table, that I had thoughts that I could bring in, that I had ideas that because I was living and existing in my clients' Instagram profiles, I was the one writing those captions and tracking the analytics and seeing what was doing well. I sometimes had the best ideas to bring to the table. Like I could come to, you know, a meeting with my client and their team and be like, okay, well, this was your best performing post. Why don't we do turn this into a series? Or why don't you turn this into a masterclass? Like people want to hear more about this. You know, I was existing in that content so deeply that it meant I could come up with really good ideas for improving the brand, not just on social media, but also just as a whole, as a business. This is also why I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I really shifted my job title. I, I gave myself a like a job change, a promotion, <laughs> but I stopped calling myself a social media manager because I didn't like the connotations around it being like, oh, she's just someone who posts stuff on Instagram. I'm like, no, I actually do deeper strategy and deeper research than that. And that was why I started calling myself a social media strategist. That's how I introduce myself to people. When I do podcast interviews on other people's podcasts, that's what I call myself. And that was like a real level up for me. And it's funny because I didn't change any of my services. I didn't change anything about my business, but it was that perception and that changing that inner view of myself. Like, hey, Alan, you are freaking good at this. You are valued. You bring strategy to the table. You know what's up, girl. <laughs> so it was changing how I viewed myself and then presented myself to the world. And I really bought that, that new level of energy and sort of I want to say sophistication, but I'm really not the most sophisticated person. I'm a, a little bit of a gumpy and I'm a little bit of a laugh. But that new level of like expertise energy, is that a thing? Expert energy. Like I really brought that 
energy to my meetings and people responded to it. People then wanted to invite me to more meetings. Like one of my long-term clients was inviting me to a meeting about a brand new business that she's starting because she wanted my input on it and she wanted me to come on and do the social media. But she's inviting me to those meetings three months before a launch. And it was just super exciting to see how much she valued my ideas when it came to not just posting Instagram, not just what to write in a caption, but the overall marketing strategy as well, because social media is so important in marketing today. It is crucial. It's not just this little thing that we can outsource to the fresh graduate and the marketing agency, which is, is, is exactly how social media started. It was just this little thing like, oh, let's give that to that young person. Now it is almost the, the kind of the main part of marketing. When you think about it, in terms of launching a new product or launching a new movie. Like there's so much that goes on with social media now. Like I noticed uh, just this morning, Spider-Man has this like Instagram filter where you can look like Spider-Man is like carrying you and flying through the air and doing his web thing. And a lot of people might look at that and be like, oh, that's fun. But I've started to pick up on little things like this and be like, oh no, that's marketing. That's very intentional because they want you to remind you that the new Spider-Man movie is coming out. Same thing. Again, I'm just pulling on the Spider-Man example because it's fresh in my mind. But same thing, I, I play Fortnite, which is a, a like a shooting game for those of you who aren't familiar with it, but I'm sure you all are. It's a very big game. And you can now have a Spider-Man outfit on Fortnite and you can get Spider-Man webs. And it's just like this really engrossed or integrated marketing. And Fortnite isn't necessarily social media, but it's it's looking at how marketing have, has evolved in that sense. It's not just about chucking an ad in a newspaper or getting a movie review in a magazine. There's so much more to it and so much more promotion and publicity and influences and all of that kind of jazz that comes along and actually can help make a, a publicity campaign or an advertising marketing campaign so successful. So never undervalue yourself as a social media manager. You are not just somebody's social media bum boy who is posting captions. Bring this strategy to the table. Work through these five steps, present them to your client in a really nice Google Doc. So not, not the one that you dump all the information on. I usually make a new Google Doc. I might even put it on a Canva file so I can have some nice headings and pictures and format it all pretty and then export it in a PDF. And you just immediately elevate yourself uh, above so many other social media managers. Again, I really didn't start doing this until maybe last year doing the official document of, hey, this is the social media strategy. And instantly I really felt this like level up in terms of my clients were like, oh damn, this Ellen girl like knows her stuff. <laughs> and I think that's really important as social media managers that we're all doing this and that we are stepping up into 2022. Now, if you are also ready to level up in the new year in more ways than just listening to this podcast, definitely come check out one of my courses. Of course, you all know the Dishing Up Digital School. I talk about this all the time. This is my thorough, very intense, very well thought out, like everything that I've learned as a social media manager in three years, packaged up into a 10 module course with over 50 video lessons. So it's epic if you're wanting to become a social media manager. I also have a brand new course course launching next week called Gram Cam. You hit it, heard it here first. 
This is a reels and Instagram photography course. So it's very niche. It's really just focused on your visuals when it comes to Instagram, taking the best photos, how to take better photos, how to get the most out of your camera. If you don't have a camera, there's also tips on how to use your phone, how to edit images, how to edit reels, where to get ideas from, how I shoot my photos on my own. Lots of really cool tutorials and walkthroughs. So it's gonna be a really fun course and it's definitely one of my most affordable courses yet there's going to be an early bird offer for those that sign up in the first week so make sure you're following me on instagram to follow all of that news or check in on that news and be first in because i'm really excited about this course it's my first time launching a new course in a while as well so all new content very excited about it come follow me at alan mckenzie as usual links will be in the show notes below make sure you subscribe to the podcast leave me a review if you're feeling kind enough on apple and i will catch you in the next episode bye